Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you today. It is a little bit of a different day because I am having some uh, technical problems with some of my equipment, remote equipment. Uh, So I am on the cell phone today, which is why it sounds the way that it does. It isn't the normal thing, but we can still conduct the show. I can still take your calls. Producer Phil can continue to uh, do what he does, the magic that he does as we go along. Now, Oregon, there's a Breitbart story about Oregon is, well, going to spend your money for mobile abortion clinics in the rural parts of the state and for communities of color. You can't, you can't find a more, uh, I mean, quite seriously, folks, you cannot find something more racist than the fact that Oregon specifically, and Planned Parenthood in general and other abortion providers, target minority populations for abortion. Remember, Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood, was a eugenicist. She was a racist. So the story says Oregon lawmakers want to send mobile abortion clinics to the rural parts of the state and communities of color to help them end the lives of their unborn children. The Reproductive Health and Access to Care work group, organized by Oregon Speaker Dan Rayfield, created recommendations following the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, saying the state should use community and university health centers to spread abortion information and increase medication abortions. The work group was comprised of representatives from the radical pro-abortion groups, Planned Parenthood, Oregon ACLU, the Oregon Nurses Association, and Center for Reproductive Rights, as well as transgender rights groups. Of course, you you always got to throw in the transgender stuff, right? These groups also said they want to go after crisis pregnancy centers, which are often run by pro-life groups and offer alternatives to abortion, as well as pre- and post-natal services and resources for parents. So not only, not only do the liberals in the Oregon legislature, elections have consequences, folks, the Democrats know this. This is why they figured out the steal, the cheat. This is why we have to keep digging and peeling back the un- unpeeling the layers of the onion so that we can win elections. Because they want to shut down crisis pregnancy centers. They want to shut down anything in free speech that offers an alternative to abortion, to the murder of a living, breathing human being in the womb, and 
They not only want to shut down the crisis pregnancy centers, they want to shut down pre- and postnatal services and resources for parents. The work group, according to this report, also wants to use state unfair trade practices to go after crisis pregnancy centers operated by pro-life groups offering alternatives to abortions. So they want to use the law on unfair trade practices. The work group also wants to use state statutes and medical regulations to offer greater protections for gender-affirming care, including sex changes. That includes privacy protections for doctors serving transgender patients. The work groups, and there is a YouTube video here of Dan Rayfield speaking about this. The work group's recommendation document says Oregon should implement a regionally diverse pilot, pilot project for federally qualified health centers interested in expanding reproductive health services to support abortion access through state funding. Establish a technical advisory group to assist with pilot design and administration, blah, 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 blah. Pilot criteria must be flexible to permit, get this, the use of mobile clinics or other temporary or transitional features. And applicants must demonstrate a governance commitment to expanding reproductive health services, unquote. The Herald News, by the way, that this is the original report here that Breitbart is um, pointing out in their story, points out that Oregon already has a $15 million public fund to, quote, help women travel to Oregon for abortions and to help clinics with staffing and equipment, unquote. Your tax dollars are going to pay for mobile abortion clinics that target rural areas and target in a very racist manner, communities of color. What do you think about that? 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Also, the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, decided to keep Title 42 in place. Now, that, that means that the um, asylum seekers get to be expelled. Officials, get this, since Trump put this in place, the Title 42 is part of a 1944 public health law. Since Trump put it in place, we have expelled 2.5 million times people who are in America are forced to go back across the border to wait in these asylum centers in Mexico. And we've turned away people who've requested asylum at the border on grounds of preventing the spread of COVID-19. Now it's more than COVID-19, 
a lot of other things have happened. A lot of other diseases have just suddenly shown up in America. Immigration advocates sued to end the policy, saying it's against American and international obligations to people fleeing to the U.S. to escape persecution. They also argue that the policy is outdated as coronavirus treatments improve. Folks, these people that come across the border are being sent on. In fact, there's another story about Greg Abbott. Governor of Texas has sent 16,000 people on buses. They're being flown in the middle of the night all over America in the middle of the night. They're not being tested for coronavirus. Who knows what they have? Yet we have school systems now in New Jersey that are saying, well, it's time to mask up again. These people, you watch these pictures, by the way, these people getting off the buses in various places, none of them are wearing masks. Yet we're going to mask up our kids. Now, you know, the reason I do this show is to help give you ammunition so that you can have thoughts, ideas, phrases, that you can have persuadable conversations with persuadable people, not arguments, but persuasive conversations. You could ask something like, now that the Supreme Court has said people seeking asylum have to remain in Mexico until their cases are heard, don't you find it interesting that those that are being released into America Pictures of them, video, show that none of them are wearing masks, masks, or basically none of them. Yet now we have school systems that are demanding that we mask up our kids again. And when you go to a doctor's office, you gotta wear a mask. Don't you find it interesting? Isn't that a little hypocritical? Now what's also interesting is that Neil Gorsuch said, and he's been a pretty reliable conservative on the court, one of Trump's appointees, as you know, said that even if the court were to find the states have the right to intervene and Title 42 was lawfully adopted, the emergency on which those orders were premised has long since lapsed. The judges said the current border crisis is not a COVID crisis. What about all of the other diseases that are coming across the border? Hmm? What about them? Does that justify keeping Title 42 in place? Now, that's not mentioned here. So what do you think? You think we should keep it in place or not? Also... You can watch a Gateway Pundit video of the Maricopa County elections. Oh, and by the way, Carrie Lake did appeal the judge's ruling. That's an Epoch Times story. I have it. The judge's ruling dismissing her lawsuit. She filed a notice of appeal yesterday in the Arizona Superior Court with the same judge. She will also seek to, that's the kind of the procedure you have to go through here. She also seeks the review by the Arizona Supreme Court. Now who knows how that's going to take place, but it's got 
to happen, folks. In other news about that, by the way, the judge rejected the request, the same judge who dismissed her lawsuit saying she hadn't proven malfeasance or anything intentional on the part of Maricopa County officials. She also denied the request from Hobbs and Maricopa County to make Carrie Lake and her legal team have to pay a half a million dollars in legal fees. He did, however, say that he ruled that she had, Carrie Lake, had to reimburse Katie Hobbs $33,000 for some of her expenses. Now, what's interesting is that Maricopa County's lawyer, Thomas Liddy, son of G. Gordon Liddy, said courts should not be used to harass political opponents and so completely unfounded doubts with about the integrity of elections. Yeah, the court shouldn't be used to do that against Donald Trump either or any other conservative where it's happening. 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. Sorry for the bad audio today. We have equipment problems, but we are live, and you can call and talk about any of these things. Back in a moment at 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us today. Again, apologize for the uh, bad audio, but I'm having some technical issues with my regular audio equipment. Uh, It may take us a bit to get that fixed, but we shall. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. I've got emails to read, but I wanted to complete a thought, by the way. There is a great video about Maricopa County Election Director Scott Jarrett testifying at Kerry Lake's trial. He test on one day he testified he had no idea how the 19-inch ballot images could be printed on 20-inch paper, which jammed the machines. And then the next day, he admits that he learned what caused it a few days after election day. So in other words, he lies on the stand. But the judge says, well, you haven't, you haven't proven anything to Kerry Lake's team. 50% of the tabulators and printers failed from the moment the polls opened. It had to be intentional. Cybersecurity expert, Kerry Lake, Clay Parik, said it was an intentional act in his testimony. 
it was easily identifiable that half of them, half of the ballots were printed on 19 inch, a ballot, a 19 inch ballot image on 20 inch paper. Couldn't have happened accidentally by coincidence. You can watch the video. He lies under oath. There's a story, a separate story about that. He lies under oath. Did the judge do anything about that? No. This is why she has to appeal what she has done. Now, got to remind you about something that really is important. You know, if you're looking for a new or used vehicle, you really ought to think about checking out Power Honda. They're down in Albany, but they're part of the Power Auto Group that has for years now um, sponsored the call-in talk line that you can call today. That's the Power Buke GMC call-in talk line, 503-589-1220. But Power Honda specifically not only advertises on this radio station, but on this show. And we want to thank them for that. And you can check out all of the great new and used vehicles they have down in Albany. That's where they're located. Power Honda's in Albany. Short drive from the Salem area. You can go check it out. Check out their website, mypowerhonda.com. Mypowerhonda.com. We thank them for being a part of it. Um, got an email from Mark about PAC donations. It says, several days ago, my wife and I were listening to your program, and you were suggesting making a donation to OFF PAC, that's Oregon Firearms Federation PAC, instead of the Oregon Right to Life PAC for Oregon's political tax credit to a political action um, community. We were a little puzzled as to why. Well, and I wrote Mark back, and I just said it was, this is in response to a question that Gail, one of our, our frequent listeners and callers, had asked. She wasn't particularly happy. She's been a big supporter of Oregon Right to Life, as I have. She wasn't happy with some of their actions during this last election, and she just thought, you know, maybe she ought to put her money somewhere else in her end-of-the-year political tax credit donation. So I suggested OFFPAC. That's the only reason. I also suggested Mark Thielman's PAC, which you can find if you go to battlegroundoregon.org, battlegroundoregon.org. You can check that out. So that's the only reason why. And by the way, uh, Timothy, thank you for the email about the mobile abortion clinics going after and targeting people of color. Isn't that racist? Now, I just gave you something that you could use in a conversation. Why would you target communities of color for abortion, especially when you know that the founder of Planned Parenthood was a racist? In fact, I just got an email from Lee. If you want to send me an email, it's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Lee writes, just imagine the convenience. Get rid of a mistake and get a yummy lunch at the same stop. Too much satire? Because his headline says, food trucks and now abortion trucks. Imagine the convenience. Get rid of a mistake. And get a yummy lunch at the same stop. Too much satire? Nah. Want to twist the mind of a pro-abortion person? 
he writes. Just ask them what they think the difference is between the woman's right and the ability to take care of that annoying person. You know that you want to, then just walk away. Let them spiral in what is legal and what is right. Ooh. Julie writes an email about disease. COVID-19 is the least of the health problems. These children and adults have not been vaccinated against such diseases as measles, chicken pox. And she says, yes, I am pro most vaccines. They also carry diseases such as antibiotic resistance tuberculosis. In Los Angeles, people have been reported to the hospital with diphtheria, which killed George Washington and most doctors have never seen. I don't understand the paradox of healthcare and abortion. It is not good for either the woman or the baby. No, it isn't. In fact, if you look at studies, women who've had abortions are much more susceptible to developing breast cancer down the road. It's 6.30. What do you think of Oregon funding mobile abortion clinics that target communities of color? Back in a moment, 6.30. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us today, friends. Sorry for the bad audio. Having some equipment problems. We'll get it fixed eventually here, and everything will be back to normal. But it's always normal for you to be able to call here. And tell me what you think about the issues we're talking about today. That's really easy. You just pick up the phone and call 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buke GMC Talk Line, 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. Yeah, the cold weather's coming back. They're talking maybe some snow, lots of rain. Low temperatures, if you're not comfortable, why don't you call Freedom Heating and Air? They'll make you feel a lot better in your home or in your business. That's what they do best. Emergency services are one of the ways that they have built such a great business here in the Mid-Valley area for 50 years. And you know what? They'll take care of you like they have thousands and thousands of other customers every year. Give them a call. Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456-580-1456. And they have discounts for seniors or veterans, even apartment managers for that matter. Check out all of the great things they offer you, many more services. Well, they got a long list of them, and you'll see it all on their website, freedomheatingandair.net. That's freedomheatingandair.net. Um, by the way, the FBI refuses, there's a story here in big league politics, 
And it references a story on Fox News. The FBI is refusing to name other social media companies that it's paying. Now, we know that they confirmed that they paid Twitter $3.5 million, And they say, well, it's reimbursement for expenses and costs of its requests. The FBI did say to Fox News that it has paid other social media platforms apart from Twitter. Fox asked the FBI to reveal the names of the other companies. In the end, the FBI wouldn't provide the information. But that they do offer reasonable you know, payment for reasonable expenses connected with the acquisition of information that is critical for legal processes. Folks, the reality is we are paying, we the taxpayers, the federal government, unconstitutionally, illegally, are paying these private companies to censure your speech no matter how they try to argue about it. The practical effect of what they're doing is that literally they are censuring your speech unconstitutionally through the back door. Now again, isn't that something that everybody sort of gets is wrong? Not to mention it's unconstitutional. No matter how they talk about it, yeah, it's something you can use. Now, this is in response, by the way, to another story here. Elon Musk drops a bomb on big tech, claims that Google makes links just disappear. Now, Greenwald, Glenn Greenwald, who's no conservative, folks, by any stretch, also releases one of the several reporters that are releasing uh, Twitter files things here. And he commented on a post of Matt Taibbi, which, by the way, has been trying to be, the left is trying to discredit all of this. That the government, Taibbi said, the government was in constant contact, not just with Twitter, but virtually every major tech firm. Facebook, Microsoft, Verizon, Reddit, even Pinterest, and many others. Industry players also held regular meetings without government. Elon Musk commented on this said, most people don't appreciate the significance of the point Matt was making. Every, and he put in um, asterisks, every social media company is engaged in heavy censorship with significant involvement of, and at times, explicit direction of the government. Google frequently makes links dicks disappear, for example, unquote. That's what Elon Musk said. So Glenn Greenwald said this, for the crime of reporting that the U.S. security state agencies are heavily involved in big tech censorship regime and for confessing that he found this deeply disturbing, liberals have spent a full week saying that Matt Taibbi has mental health problems and needs therapy. This is how they try to discredit the truth. And then Elon said something else. He also said, quote, why is corporate journalism rushing to defend the state instead of the people? 
That's a good question, unquote. How does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? You know, I mean this. To know that these social media platforms that we have, I mean, we don't have to rely on them, but we do because it's very convenient and easy to get the word out so quickly, right? Whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. How does it make you feel to know that the government is censuring your speech and paying them to censure your speech and that these Twitter emails prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt? How does it make you feel? Hmm? Now, yesterday, the big story that I saw on Fox Business, because, of course, Fox Business hates Trump. Well, partially hates Trump. Fox News hates Trump. But they were saying, well, you know, not only the Biden administration, but also the Trump administration, these emails prove that they wanted government to censure things. Yeah, not like the government censuring, 99% of the censuring was not on liberals, folks. (laughs) It was conservatives. Anybody who disagreed with a whole range of topics. Tom Fitton, many of you know him from Judicial Watch, added more. Said, quote, when Twitter and other big tech companies meet with the FBI and other federal agencies, they are meeting with their judge, jury, and executioner all at once. Similarly, in this article, a conservative commenter named Nick Floor said, quote, it goes beyond censorship. Censorship is just the weapon. The goal of the Democrat Party and whoever controls them is the manipulation of minds. And social media companies are willing and gleeful soldiers in the mass brainwashing of society in the name of the greater good, unquote. Elon said he's also open to the idea of buying Substack. Now, for those of you who don't know Substack is one of the, it's like Telegram. It can't be censored. They don't censor. You can say anything you want there. You can have the, a lot of these folks that have been censured by big tech firms have Substack accounts. Anyway, he said he's open to the idea of buying Substack in response to a post from wall street silver, whoever the heck that is saying, quote, would it make sense for Twitter to buy Substack and more tightly connect the two platforms? Twitter plus Substack creates instantly massive competition for obsolete legacy corporate media, unquote. He's open to the idea. Now, folks, Ronnie Starbuck is another guy who's out there. Said, how did this shift happen? Feels like conventional media used to be more balanced, Starbucks said. And this is in response to Elon's question about the corporate press not being able to trust it anymore and being the legacy media. And I'm gonna include Fox in that. Because corporate journalists, Elon responded, because corporate journalists 
are the PR arm of the left-wing ruling class and have been for over a decade. They did this because the left understands the value of owning cultural institutions like media, film, music, etc. The billionaires invest tons into this. Ours do not. Yes. Ours do not. That was actually uh, Robbie Starbuck. That wasn't Elon Musk. He was responding to Elon Musk saying, how did this shift happen? Feels like the conventional media used to be more balanced. He is so true to this, and this is one of the things, for those of you who um, follow a particular Christian um, speaker who is a very motivational speaker, speaks to uh, Lance Wall now, speaks to Fortune 500 companies. This is one of the seven mountains of culture that Christianity specifically has walked away from. Back in a moment at 648. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Or you can send me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news and I will do my best to read it on the air. This is the last segment for today. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Yesterday, the EPA, the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, finalized a rule that will decimate the trucking industry in America. No kidding. This new rule is 80% stricter than previous regulations. The rule is intended to push truckers to phase out diesel and use electric vehicles. The uh, experts who are looking at this rule are saying it's going to squeeze out the mid-sized and smaller trucking companies because they're not going to be able to afford to purchase the new extremely expensive equipment required to continue to do what they do. Yeah. By the way, you know there's a reason why we don't have big electric vehicle, you know, 18-wheelers running around out there? Have you seen the pictures of the Ford F-150 the electric version, pulling a, um, you know, like a, a trailer, you know, like an RV trailer. You see those videos? They're all out there. Just duck, duck, go them up and you'll find them. The range just cut in half. These people are crazy. The EPA adopted this rule yesterday. In fact, there's a video. It's called clean, accelerating clean transportation. And of course, they insist that the new rules protect public health, especially the health of vulnerable populations and underserved, overburdened 
communities. What will happen to the underserved, overburdened communities is that the price of everything is going to go up. Think inflation is going to abate? Not as long as you have crazy rules like this and crazy people. Saying that it is in the best interest of public health to slash dangerous pollution from semi-trucks. And then it'll be those dangerous, polluting railroad engines, right? That's where we're headed, folks. Utter insanity. The very people that they quote are trying to help. Well, the very people. They're going to hurt the most. And that always happens that way. You know, when you raise taxes, when you put new regulations on small business, it just raises the cost for everybody doing business there, and it really hurts the poor people, the working poor especially. That's just stunning. But elections have consequences. This is why we focus on elections. We also focus on some other things, like, you know, okay, you know, New Year's Eve is coming up, right? Well, there's another story here on the Gateway Pundit about CNN is banning its hosts from drinking alcohol on the air this year. Now, why would that be? Do you remember the blathering idiocy, the obviously drunk CNN anchors? on the air last year. You know, it's probably a good thing for CNN that they got sold. Now, if Elon Musk would just buy CNN, wouldn't that be great? Libs of TikTok founder tells Tucker Carlson she's done with anonymity. I'm going to help people fight this agenda. Now, she says that the whole agenda of the LGBTQ, this whole transgender movement, is to hurt kids. That's interesting. Some other interesting things going on out there that you need to be concerned about is people suddenly dying. You know, like the 16-year-old hockey player who dies on Christmas Day after suffering multiple strokes. 16-year-old folks. Or how about John Rooney, son of Pittsburgh Steelers founder Art Rooney, suddenly died. Every day, we hear stories about people who suddenly die. Is it because... They suddenly die after getting the shot? I'm just curious. How sad that this 16-year-old, Cormac Scanlon, died in St. Paul, Minnesota. Multiple strokes at 16, folks. 
Now, he was diagnosed with Moya Moya disease, whichever that is. It, it was a rare progressive cerebral vascular disorder causing blockage to the main blood vessels entering the brain. You know that story we had yesterday? Now, nothing in this story says that he was vaccinated, okay, with the COVID vaccine. Maybe somebody can find that, but I, I can't find it in this particular story. But let me just say this to you. <laughs> Excuse me, blood clots. Yesterday we talked about that 10-inch blood clot being removed from a person who was living who had been vaxxed. All across the Internet you can find pictures of people with blood clots that have been moved or been removed, mostly dead people. Doctors are reportedly saying they've never seen anything about that. Now there's a related story here about doctors being baffled why a 16-year-old football player suffers a stroke at a blood clot in the brain. Do you find this coincidental? I don't, folks. I don't at all. I don't want one of these shots at all. By the way, thanks, uh, Art. It's good to hear uh, from you. He says, go Ducks. And let me say that to Gary and all you Duck fans out there. Tonight, I'm going to be rooting for the Ducks. That game starts at 5 o'clock. It's a bowl game. They're playing North Carolina. And I hope they beat them. Tim, unfortunately, I can't take your call because you called in a little too late. We're at the end of the show. Call back tomorrow, Tim, uh, and you know I'll give you the grace to uh, talk about whatever you wanted to talk about today. Folks, be aware of what's going on out there. Don't step back and be sheep. Be a lion. Stand up for your rights. See you tomorrow.